You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Is when the righteous pray. When the righteous pray. I want us to take a look at this opening scripture for just a moment. My focus on this scripture tells us the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. We are a praying church. This church here is a house of prayer, and it's important that we know that and that we are that, that we become that. We must be a praying church. If we want to see revival in this church and if we want to see souls saved in this city, we got to be a praying church. Amen. There's nothing more important than a church that prays. Praise God. But it tells us in this opening scripture, it says the effectual fervent prayer. Let's look at that first part. The effectual, it says the effective, effectual, effective, okay? It says effective, fervent prayer. That word fervent, if you look it up, it's intense. It's a passionate prayer. I'm here to tell somebody today, you can't just go before the Lord and say, God, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And and just expect it's going to happen because it doesn't work that way. God honors fervent prayer. It tells us the, the effectual fervent prayer. When we go into prayer, we gotta we got to go ready to fight, ready to battle the enemy. Because the enemy's going to come against you. I promise you that. The enemy's going to tell you, oh, you don't have time to pray. You got too much stuff going on in your life. Oh, you got to get up. You got to get ready for work. You ain't got time to pray this morning. I'm going to rush you. That's the enemy speaking in your life. I'm here to tell you when you get up in the morning, the first thing you need to do is hit your knees and go before the Lord. And you need to go before him in some fervent prayer. I'm talking about praying through the Holy Ghost till you start speaking in tongues. You got to push. Amen. Have many of you heard that word push? You got that acronym push. You got to pray until something happens happens amen it's not just a little oh thank you lord and and can you help me do this and that and then go about your ways you got to be in fervent prayer that's what it means we got to be in fervent prayer you got to go with an intention i'm talking fervent and intentional prayer and when i say intention i'm i'm here to tell somebody you got somebody in your family that that might be battling addiction you got somebody that backslid out of the church and you're praying for them. They need to get back in the church. You got some friends that they're maybe battling some kind of addiction, drugs, or whatever it may be. And you got to take them, you got to go before the Lord with the intent, with intention, saying, God, I'm praying for my brother today, Lord Jesus. He's been battling addiction, Lord God. And I pray right now, remove the taste of addiction from his mouth in the name of Jesus. I come against the enemy right now that keeps testing him, that keeps throwing everything in front of him, every, everything that they, oh, Lord Jesus, I come against the enemy right now. And I lose your Holy Spirit in their life. I'm here to tell you, when you go to prayer, you got to be intentional. And you got to be fervent in your prayer prayer ready to fight for it because i'm here to tell you the enemy's going to try and take everything from you everything your family your friends the enemy's going to the enemy attacks everybody he's going to attack you as well he's going to throw all kinds of temptations up your way and you got to pray against it thank you jesus the effectual fervent prayer 
Listen to this now. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. A righteous man availeth much. Now, can I tell you that God hears the prayers of everyone. The righteous and the unrighteous, he does. He hears their prayers. He hears the prayers of, if you're living for God, and he hears the prayers of those that aren't living for God. He hears every prayer. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere, all powerful. He knows everything. He hears everything. He sees everything he knows. Praise God. So he hears the prayers of the righteous and the unrighteous. He does. And can I tell you something else, too? Did you know that he even answers the prayers of those that aren't living for God sometimes? He does. And I know, man, I tell you what, some of us apostolic, Pentecostal, church-going, Holy Ghost-filled people, we're like, man, why is God answering their prayers? Man, they ain't even living for God. They're just running around doing whatever they want to do for the world. And God's answering their prayers, and we get mad sometimes. It happens. I know it does. But can I tell you that there may be a praying mother, a Holy Ghost-filled mother that's praying for that child. Have you ever thought that that it might be the prayers of that mother that they're answering? Now, I'm not saying. Now, God does answer the prayers of those who aren't living for him. But you got to think somebody's praying for him. And how is God going to answer those prayers unless somebody's praying for him? I'm here to tell somebody today, you might have a family member that is living for the world and doing all kinds of mess they shouldn't be doing. Maybe they're addicted to drugs or alcohol, whatever it might be. And I'm here to tell you, God's waiting for somebody to intercede on their behalf, to go before him and petition him on their behalf. Praise God. But it tells us that the effectual, fervent prayer, the intense prayer, passionate prayer of a righteous man, a righteous man availeth much. Praise God. You want God to answer your prayers? You got to be living a holy and righteous lifestyle. I'm here to tell somebody you got to just not think about all these worldly things put them aside and start focusing to jesus amen start focusing on god and what he wants you to do and how he wants you to live his live your life amen so many people they say oh it's so hard to live for god you got all these rules all these things you can't do you shouldn't do this shouldn't do that but can i tell you that your heavenly father lays down these rules for a reason, to protect you, to protect us. He's just like our, our worldly father. They just want to protect you, right? I just want to protect my kids. My dad, he just wanted to protect me. And he didn't tell me, no, I couldn't do this because he just didn't want, just out of spite. He told me to protect me, to keep
keep me from trouble. Amen. That's exactly why God puts down all these rules and statutes in the Bible. They're here to protect us. He says dress modest. We dress modest. And he knows it's because he wants, he wants us to attract the right person in our life. Amen. If we're dressing like the world and we're dressing all immoral and, and, we're, and, and we're doing all these things of the world, we're going to attract the wrong people. And they're just going to bring destruction in our life. It happens. And not just dress. I'm talking about anything. You hang around. you, you got to surround yourself with people of God. You hang around the wrong people. They're going to draw you down to where they are. And you're going to be living in sin. And when you go before the Lord praying for your prayers, he'll hear them. I'm here to tell you, he'll hear them. But you want them answered? You want a guarantee? Because God's promises are yes and amen. They're not yes and maybe, yes and no, yes and we'll see. No, they're yes and amen. God's promises are yes and amen to those who are faithful to him. Amen. God is faithful to us because we are faithful to him. And when we're faithful to him, he's bound to be faithful to us because his promises are yes and amen. But you want to go before the Lord. You're living, you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people and you're doing the wrong things. You're not living a holiness and righteous lifestyle. You're not living the way that God wants you to live. And you go before the Lord and you petition your petitions to him. You, you, you pray to him and he hears you. But sometimes he's not going to answer those prayers. Because I'm here to tell you the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. A righteous man availeth much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. When the righteous pray, something happens. When the righteous pray, prayers are answered. I'm here to tell somebody. And we got to pray like we never prayed before. And the Bible even tells us, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Now you're like, how can I just always be praying? I can't, I can't just be in prayer. You need to always be talking to the Lord. What is prayer? What is prayer? It's our communication. It's the way we communicate with God. Amen? And we can communicate him no matter what we're doing. <clears throat> Remember, he's all places, all, all times. And, 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 and he can focus on all kinds of stuff. Not just one thing. So if we're doing something, we need to be talking to the Lord at all times. And, and it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I want to go out to eat. Lord, where should I go out to eat today? Lord, lead me to the place where I need to be, to where maybe I can meet somebody's need. I can And open up the doors for me, oh God, to be able to minister somebody today. Just always be talking to him. Pray without ceasing. We need to do that. But when we say fervent prayer, <clears throat> that's talking about some deep prayer. That's talking about you go into your place of prayer, the holiest of holies, your place that you've made an altar before the Lord, your prayer closet, your, your prayer chair, whatever it is, and you go before the Lord and you begin to pray. You begin to pray God's will to be in your life and you begin to pray for your friends and your families and you, and you pray for those who are, who are battling cancer, those that need healing and, and you call out their names of the Lord and you cry out on their behalf 
wrath, those that have been backslidden, the prodigals, you begin to pray, and you pray deeper and deeper, and then the Lord fills you with the Holy Ghost. That's that intense, fervent prayer. We need that every day as well, every day in our lives. <clears throat> we need to pray like that when we wake up in the morning. Pray like that before we go to bed. Praise God. Pray till the Holy Ghost fills you. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer. I told you I just came from a prayer conference. Man, I tell you what. It was a Holy Ghost filled prayer conference. And 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 we need more prayer in the churches. We we praise God. I think it was Sister Duvall was talking about we, we got all this stuff going on up here. I don't remember which speaker spoke about this, but they say you got all the entertainment going on up here. We don't need any entertainment. It's not, I mean, it's great that we have praise and we got worship. It helps us to usher in. But you got some of these churches, they got all kinds of stuff going, flashing lights and people. And it's not of, it's not of God. It's not of God. We don't need any of that stuff. And you, you just get one person up here singing a cappella. It doesn't matter. You praise God and you worship him. Amen. You don't need all that mess. The most important thing for a church is prayer. A church that prays. Praise God. You want the anointing in your life? You want God to use you in a mighty way? You got to pray. He ain't going to use you if you, ain't, if you ain't got no prayer life. I'm telling you right now. <clears throat> James chapter 4. Verse 2 and 3, it says, you lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight a war and yet you have not because you ask not. Now, we always use that scripture. We all, you have not because you ask not. You, you don't have, you, you, your prayers aren't being answered because you didn't ask God. And we use that scripture a lot. And it's true. You're not, you know, you've got to go before the Lord and petition him your request. But you go on and you read that scripture. <clears throat> you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Now, can I tell you, it's important that we pray the right things. It's important that we pray the right things. And first of all and foremost, we should always be praying that God's will be done. Because sometimes it's not God's will that you have that nice house or that car that you've been praying for. <clears throat> you see, anybody could pray for, this was said at the prayer conference too, anybody could pray for a nice car and a nice house and God might give it to them. And even if you do, if you continue to ask God and ask God, and ask God and not say your will, but you just keep asking and asking. He might give it to you, but it might not be what he wanted for you. And I'll tell you why. The scripture says you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. It's important that we pray the right things and we pray God's will be done in it. Lord Jesus, if it's your will, God, that I have this new truck, I'd like this new truck. But God, if it's going to hinder me, if it's going to be a I don't I don't want it, Lord. You, you know, we pray, God, help us help us inherit some money, Lord Jesus. Give me some money, Lord. I, if I if I just had a lot of money, I'd make sure I blessed others all the time, right? How many of you thought that? 
How many of you thought that? Man, I tell you what, if I just inherited $5 million, Lord, I would go around blessing others with that money. <clears throat> Has anybody thought that? Let me see any hands. Okay, a lot of you. Praise God. I have too. I have too. I'm like, Lord, you just bless me where, where I'm so financially uh, blessed that I'll just... Man, I'll go out and somebody needs a bill paid, I'll pay it for him. Somebody needs a car, oh, man, I'll go out and pay it, for, buy him a car. We, we think that all the time. But I'm here to tell you, you're, you're praying for the wrong thing. Let me ask you this. How many people have you blessed already at your current financial situation? How many people have you walked by that was in need and asking, begging for a little bit of money, maybe. And, and I know sometimes you got to discern if they're asking for the right thing. I understand that. But did you, did you even buy them a meal? Did you say, come with me, let's go. I'll buy you some lunch. And then you could take that opportunity. You got to understand, see, God's opening doors for you every day and you don't even realize it. God's opening doors for you every day. You don't even realize it. You walk past that person saying, man, I... I know what they're going to do with that money. I'm not I'm not giving them no money. There's 5,000 jobs in Richmond Hill, but they want they want me to give them some money. <clears throat> yeah, maybe they were going to do something with that money that they shouldn't have done. Maybe they were going to go buy some alcohol or whatever it was with that money. <clears throat> but I'm here to tell you you ble- it, it's on them. It's on them if they do that. But God's honors you for blessing them. But have you ever thought, man, this is an opportunity? I tell you what, I'm not going to give you any money, but I'll take you over here to Burger King or Wendy's or whatever it might be, and I'm, I'll buy you some lunch. I'll even have lunch with you. Let me sit down with you, and we'll have lunch together. God just opened up a door for you. Man, maybe they really are hungry. Maybe they were going to use it for something else, but they're really hungry, right? <clears throat> And God just opened up a door for you to minister to them in their lives. You say, you know what? Let me take you. I'll get you some food. You take them over to Burger King. You go in, you sit down, you buy them some lunch, and you sit down, and you have lunch with them, and you're showing them compassion. You're showing them God's love in your life and God using you. And you can begin to minister to them in that moment. Praise God. Have you ever thought about that? Are we already using what God has already given to us? Praise God. We pray sometimes, Lord, let me have $10 million so I can, so I can help everybody. But yet, God already knows that you get that $10 million, you ain't going to help nobody else. You're going to be doing the same thing you've been doing right now. You're just going to turn and say, well, they could get a job. <clears throat> and then... You ask for it, and you keep asking for it, and if you get it, God knows it. You done just left church. You ain't even going back. You stop praying as much because you already have everything you want. You know, the Bible tells us it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven. It's hard. You know why? Because they already got everything. They already got everything, and, they, and nothing's been taken away from them yet, yet. For them to turn to God. And God knows you get everything. 
you're just going to end up stop praying. You're going to have a good prayer life. You stop praying. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. And then you say, oh, I'm too sick to go to church today. Oh, it's raining outside too much. I'm not going to be able to make it to church. And you stop going to church. And before you know it, you're done left church and you're done forsaken God. See, you ask because you, you receive not sometimes because you ask amiss. We need to make sure we're praying for the right things. <clears throat> praying, God, use me today. No matter what, where I'm at financially, no matter where I live, no matter what situation I'm in, if I'm at work, God, just use me today. <clears throat> use me today. That's the, what we need to be praying. God, let your will be done in this situation. God, I, I pray for my friends and I pray for my family. I pray, God, for, for uh, I got a family member that might be going through addiction. God, let your will be done in their lives. Praise God. We got to make sure that we're praying the right things. And if you look at First Chronicles chapter 7, we all know this. We use this so many times, especially during the pandemic it tells us in first corinthians chapter 7 verse 14 if my people if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land we we've we've heard this probably a dozen uh, probably a hundred times during the pandemic but do you ever take a look and focus on this scripture a little bit and listen to it it tells us, first of all, <clears throat> if my people, if my people, I'm, I just want to ask out there, let me see the hands of all those who have been baptized in the name of Jesus. A few of us. And now, now, now I'm not talking about baptized in the titles. I'm not talking about baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost because those are titles. I'm talking about in the name of Jesus. He says, if my people who are called by my name, not by my titles, because here, let me tell you something. The Father is Jesus. The Son is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is Jesus. Jesus. It tells us in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. There's not salvation in any other. For there is None other name under heaven given among men whereby which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. There's only one God. The Bible tells us, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And we got to take upon his name. We got we to gotta be buried in, this, in, in the water in the name of Jesus. Take on his name. He says, if my people, my people who are called by my name, praise God tells us also in Acts chapter 2 verse 38 the apostolic Pentecostal favorite scripture I'm here to tell you <clears throat> but I'm going to use it today you know they all they were all asking Peter they were their hearts were pricked because he was preaching to them that hey you guys are the ones who sent Jesus up on that cross to be crucified you it was all you guys us and he was preaching it and pricked their hearts and they said unto him to Peter what shall we do and Peter said unto them in Acts chapter 38, you got to repent. Repent. And what does that mean? Turn away from your sin. Repent. And that's not just saying, God, forgive me, and going back out and doing it again. 
that's not repentance because you already had the intention to go out and do it again. Repentance means to turn away from that. And 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 I'm not here I'm here to tell you that people fall even after they repent. Sometimes they do something wrong. But that's why we keep repenting. Paul said I die daily. Praise God, we should repent daily. So repentance, he he says <clears throat> then Peter said unto them, repent. You got to repent. Turn away from your sins. Turn towards Jesus. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Thank God for his promises. Thank you, Jesus. Let's continue, though. I, I'm going to try and wrap it up. I know I'm not trying not to be long. Just bear with me. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Let me tell you. When you go before the Lord, you've got to humble yourself like a little child. Like a little child who came to his parents. Knowing that he did something wrong. Knowing that he wasn't perfect. Knowing that he broke that window the other day. And going to his parents, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I'm here to tell you, you know what? They really do mean it. At that time, anyways. They do. <clears throat> I'm here to tell you, you we got to humble ourselves before the Lord. We got to come to him like a little child because he's our heavenly father. And he doesn't, he wants, he only wants what's best for us. How many fathers are in here? How many mothers in here? You want what's best for your child. You only want what's best for their lives. And that's what God wants. We're all his children. Somebody said at the conference the other day, you know, you know God, don't, he don't have any grandchildren. We're all his children, every one of us. And he wants what's best for us. So we got to come to him. With a humble heart, like a child. He says, shall humble themselves and pray. That's the key. <clears throat> That's communication with God. That's how we communicate with him. There's nothing more important than our prayer. We got to pray. And when we pray, we got to listen because it's our communication with them. And in order for us to communicate you can't just be always talking, saying, God, do this, do this, do this, and do that. You got to listen as well. And he does want to talk to you. Sometimes it's in that still, small voice that you think is your conscious, but I'm here to tell you it's God speaking. And, and sometimes he'll talk to you in a clear, audible voice. But let me tell you this as well. He wants to speak to you through his word, too. That's why it's important for us to be in his word. This is the living word. God spoke it. And it exists. It's alive, living. And this is how he wants to communicate as well. We need to be in the word. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. Uh, <clears throat> praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> and then it says, listen to this now. Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Sometimes... We got some hidden sin in our life, and we don't, nobody else knows about it. Nobody else knows about it. You're the only one. You think you are the only one. But let me tell you, God knows because he knows everything. 
You can't hide anything from him. And maybe you have some secret sin in your life that's been going on and nobody else knows. You don't have to tell everybody else. You just need to confess it to God. And you need to make sure that you repent of that sin. Because God says, turn from your wicked ways. And then then will I hear from heaven. You want God to hear your prayers? You want God to answer your prayers, to honor your prayers? You got to turn from your wicked ways. You got to repent of sin and turn to God and lay down each and every one of your needs at his feet. And he will hear from you. And he says, will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for a God like that. That loves us so much that he was willing to die for our sins, every single one of our sins on that cross. But not only that, he's such a loving God and a caring God and a forgiving God. He's always there to hear our repentance, and he honors that. He forgives us. Praise God. What a mighty and awesome God. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to be in prayer every day. And, and I'm talking about pray without ceasing, but I'm also talking about going into that deep place of prayer. I'm talking about into your prayer closet. It tells us in Matthew chapter 6, uh, uh, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. We got to find that prayer place in our home. We got to make a prayer closet or a prayer room or a prayer chair even, whatever it is, and we got to go before the Lord in prayer every single day. Intense, fervent prayer. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. How many of you know that God is a prayer answering God? Do you believe it? Do you believe he'll answer prayers? Do you have anybody in your family that might be sick? Or any of you might be sick today. And sometimes it might just be a common cold, whatever it might be. I'm here to tell you, God is a healing God. He's the same God today as he was yesterday, as he will be forevermore. He's still in the prayer answering business. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the miracle working business. It tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for. I'm reading the wrong scripture. That's okay, though. Praise God. God is a prayer answering God. And you have not because you ask not. And God wants you to come before him with all of your petitions, all of your requests. And I'm talking about friends, family, and yourself as well. Maybe you're sick. Well, the, the Bible tells us go before the elders and let them lay hands upon you and pray for you that you may be healed. Praise God. I'm here to tell somebody today, maybe you're sick. Maybe you're sick. Mentally, maybe you're sick physically, 
whatever it might be. Maybe you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. Sometimes we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. We've done live for the world and done everything for, for the world and not doing it for God. That we come to a point and we say, God, I'm just done. I'm sick and tired of living this way. Lord God, take me from this. Take me from this, Lord. Brother Caleb came up and testified this morning. and <clears throat> He was trying to step on my message, but he had been praying. He had been praying for God to deliver him from some mess, from something. And God did, and he went right back into it. <clears throat> I'm here to tell you, it happens. It happens. But you know what? We fall. We do. God is always there, though, waiting for you to lift up your arms and say, God, I'm sorry. Please help me back up and take me from this place. And God's sitting right there just waiting for you to reach up to him, to come to him, to repent. Now, it's going to be harder because when you fall back into something, it's seven times harder. It becomes seven times harder to get out of it. So I'm here to tell you, don't have the intention to fall back. Don't have the intention to fall, amen. Have the intention to make it to the end, amen. We got to continue to walk the walk. We got to continue to fight the fight of faith, amen. We got to keep focused on Jesus. We got to keep moving forward. Don't ever look back to the things that you're used to do. It's okay to recognize where God brought you from. It's okay to recognize that I used to be in this addiction. I'm here to tell you because I've been there. I've been there. And, and, and it's okay that I know that I was about to lose my life. I was about to lose my family because I was in all kinds of mess, drug addiction, pornography, whatever it was. It doesn't matter what it was. You might have been in that mess. And it's okay to look back and say, you know what, God, I'm thankful for where you brought me from. And it's okay to tell everybody else, so amen, because it's your testimony. But I'm here to tell you, don't focus on it because you might fall back into it. And I'm here to tell somebody today that God can deliver you from whatever you might be going through. He delivered Caleb again, amen, praise God. And he can deliver you. And not only that, we can intervene. We can pray in a prayer for our family. Some of us in this place got family members that are, that are addicted to drugs or alcohol or pornography that are living a lustful and sinful life. I'm here to tell you God can save them too. God honors the prayer of the righteous. When we become holy and righteous, God honors our prayers. He will honor our prayers for our family as well. Can I tell you, Sister Warner's been praying for Caleb. Praise God. He honors our prayers. Praise the Lord. And I'm getting ready to open up this altar this morning. And I'm here to tell somebody we got to be a praying church. And when I open up this altar, you should be running to this altar. Because I guarantee that somebody, I guarantee that every one of you in this place has somebody, or maybe you yourself, are in need of prayer and to come before the Lord to repent 
I'm here to tell you some of you got family members that are sick, that got cancer. Well, guess what? God answers our prayers. He answers the prayers of the righteous. Praise God. When the righteous pray, I'm here to tell you, when the righteous pray, mountains move. When the righteous pray, the sick are healed. And here's that scripture. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. The prayer of the faith shall save the sick. You got some family members that have some infirmities. Maybe they're living with cancer or whatever. The prayer of the faith shall save the sick. Praise God. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. When the righteous pray, the sick are healed. When the righteous pray, heaven touches earth. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast. 